All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, as always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is November 19th, 2020 and week 94. If you've been with us for a while, welcome back. Welcome back. We always appreciate you guys tuning in week in and week out to listen to what thus says the Lord. And if you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and upload audio versions to them shortly to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. As you can see from the title, we'll be continuing our series. This is part three, the principles of the doctrine of Christ. And this one is on baptism. And we just talked about baptism a couple of weeks ago. And people still don't understand why we hit on this subject so hard. Baptism. Jesus came down. And, you know, he he was God in the flesh. And he still had to go down in the water because he told the great man Nicodemus, except a man be born of the water and the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And Jesus, although he was God in the flesh, he was still a man. So even he had to do it. And he wasn't a hypocrite. He told him and he did it in Acts chapter one, verse one. It said all that Jesus began to both do and teach. So he, he just didn't do it. He, he just didn't teach it. He did it as well. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. so We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I hope each and every single one of you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As always, uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. And if you are at a place where you can and will, we definitely encourage you to bow your heads and join in a prayer with us. Gracious Lord, we thank you for just this opportunity, just this time that you've allowed us, this time that you would have allowed us to fellowship, converse with one another, uh, just to enjoy each other's company and presence. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we're asking that you would continue to uh, shine a light in our lives, Lord, that you would continue to give us your word, continue to give us your understanding, your peace, your knowledge, your mercy, your grace, Lord. Help us to not take any of those things for granted. Lord, we're asking that you would continue to be with us, that you would also be with us in the Bible study tonight, that, like I said, you, we would get an understanding with all that getting, get an understanding is the, what the word of God told us. So, Lord, we're asking for an understanding tonight, Lord. We're praying that despite what our circumstances are, what our situations are, Lord, we're asking that you will continue to remind us that no matter what, there is joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, we're thanking you for that. But we're praying all these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, Melvin mentioned it. We're talking uh, more about this series, uh, and we're going to go ahead and go to Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1. We're talking about the doctrine of Christ, not the doctrine of devils. Paul talked about in another place. We're talking about the doctrine of Christ. And so uh, we'll just kind of go and give a recap of the things we've already discussed. So Hebrews chapter six and verse one, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again, the foundation of repentance from dead works and the faith toward God. Now these were the first two things that we discussed. Repentance from dead works. We know we talked about how we have to let things go. That, 
are not beneficial. Certain practices we've been taught, they're no longer valid. Certain things that we might have thought was never true. So we've talked about that. Then we talked about uh, faith towards God, believing that God is. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Believing that we should have faith in him for every situation, in every situation, knowing that he can do the impossible to our own mind, knowing he can do the uh, things that we can't even imagine, knowing that he's just an almighty, all-powerful God. Go ahead, Mel. Of the doctrine of baptisms. And this is... This is what brings us to uh, the topic we're talking about tonight. The doctrine of baptisms. Baptism is in the foundation of the gospel. The foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Baptism is there. So we must find out why we're baptized and what is the importance of it. So let's go back and pick up what John did for Jesus. So we're going to Matthew chapter 3. And we'll start here at verse 13. This is where it began with baptism. Now we can go to the Old Testament and we can look at uh, baptism there also in a symbolic manner. But I'm not going to do that tonight. Uh, we're going to just pick up the individual baptism because that's what we do today. We all have a choice um, if we want to be baptized. Now, some people are baptized as babies, uh, but that's a whole different topic. But when we come of age, we have the option to get baptized. We make that decision. So let's pick up Matthew chapter 13, Matthew chapter three. And I went to Matthew chapter 13, Matthew chapter three and verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John. Now he comes to the Jordan River unto John the Baptist. Something we've heard so often but what a great day it was he went to john for this reason go ahead Mel. to be baptized of him to be baptized now whenever we see jesus do anything it always had value to it there was always substance there was always a meaning behind it we don't find jesus <laughs> playing blackjack we don't find him hanging out playing cards shooting dice he wasn't just hanging out wasting time the things he did were meaningful he wasn't out shooting basketball till his mama told him to come in the house it's too dark outside he did things that were meaningful so he went to be baptized something we should all be going to do 
He went to be baptized of John. Go ahead. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? Now Peter said, Can any man forbid? And John tried to forbid. John didn't want him to be baptized. John, I don't think the issue was that Jesus would get baptized. I think John had a problem with himself baptizing Jesus because he didn't feel worthy. So he said, I need to come to you to be baptized. In another place, he said he's not even worthy to, and I'll put it in our terms, untie his shoestrings. This is where we find baptism first in the New Testament. So Jesus comes to him to be baptized, and John says, No. Go ahead, man. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill our righteousness. Jesus said, We must do this. We have to fulfill the scriptures. We have to do what's right in the eyes of God. It was necessary for Jesus to be baptized. If he did not, he wouldn't even have salvation because the scriptures had to be fulfilled. He's not going to break what the scripture said. And we can't break what the scripture says if we want to end up in the right place. So he said, it becometh us. That means John had to do the baptizing. Jesus had to be baptized. Both had their role to play. You know, that's the same way with us today. God has a role and we have a role. But so often we want God to do his part. <laughs> and we say, well, God, I don't think I have to do mine. I'm going to just pray and you're going to do it for me. <laughs> so Jesus tells John, allow this to happen. Go ahead. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lightning, and lighting upon him. So, Jesus was baptized, and now it tells us how he was baptized, because the scripture says he went up straightway out of the water. He went straight up out of the water. After he got baptized, he came up out of the water. The only way for him to go up out of the water was for him to be down in the water. That means he was completely covered. He set the standard. He set uh, the pattern for how we should be baptized. This is the only way we find it in the New Testament. I know somebody out there says you can rub water on people's head. I know someone says that, but we don't find that in the scripture. The scriptures cannot be broken. Jesus told us this. So. He went 
straightway out of the water. That's how John baptized them. But there was an S on baptisms. This was how it initially started. And there's also a water baptism and a baptism of spirit. We'll get to spirit next week, Lord willing. But tonight I'm going to deal with the two ways people were baptized in scripture. I know people baptize a whole different way today. But we're talking about in scripture how they did it. So this is how John the Baptist baptized Jesus. He didn't baptize him in a name. He didn't call on any names. He didn't call on any names. John the Baptist had baptized many people before Jesus showed up. He wasn't baptizing in a name. He was just taking people down in the water. Let's actually go to Acts 19. Because we will find some disciples here who were baptized by John the Baptist the same way Jesus was. They were baptized the exact same way. Pick us up in verse 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. So now we fast forward a lot of time. And now we find Paul, who wrote majority of the New Testament, now He's out making disciples. And he found these certain disciples. Now, these were people who were taught by John. People who were baptized by John. And look at the conversation that he had with them. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? He asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Now, that's a topic we'll get to next week Lord willing he said have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe it's not a given just because we believe that doesn't mean you have the Holy Ghost go ahead Mel and they said unto him we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost they didn't know what he was talking about go ahead and he said unto them unto what then were you baptized he said how were you baptized then how were you baptized uh huh. And they said unto John's baptism. They said the same way Jesus was baptized. <laughs> they were baptized the same way Jesus was. But now there's a problem because Jesus told us to be baptized in the name. Now, this is after Jesus had come, after he was baptized, then Jesus went out. And made disciples of himself. And John made the famous statement. John the Baptist. He made the famous statement. That Jesus must increase. So that John. Decrease. So. In other words. Everybody should be listening to Jesus now. And Jesus told us to be baptized. In a certain name. But John the Baptist had not been baptizing in that name. Therefore, the baptism that John baptized with 
was no longer valid. So I can guarantee that some people who were baptized by John, they would get upset if they heard this. Some of those people, because I know because people get upset today, if you tell them the baptism that they have is no longer valid, is not valid, might have never been valid. Someone will get upset. But this is not the response that these people had. Go ahead, Mel. Then said Paul, John's barely baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. John told the people that they should believe in Jesus. And we find what Jesus said was to be baptized in his name, in the name of Jesus. Jesus taught that we should be baptized in his name. And we'll find that to be true when we continue reading. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now these people got rebaptized. It was that serious because this is the foundation of the doctrine of Christ. It was that serious to get rebaptized. After they heard Paul tell them, your he basically told them, your baptism is not valid. You must be baptized in the name of Jesus because that's the name that the Savior came in. That's the name. So they heard it and they got rebaptized. Somebody out there ought to wonder, do I need to get rebaptized? These people, they, after hearing the word, now this is from the Apostle Paul. This isn't from Tony. I'm not an apostle. This was from the one who wrote majority of the scriptures we, we read out of the New Testament. So if anybody should know what it is that they're talking about, it should be Paul. He should know. Because God revealed things to him that he has not revealed to me. Or <laughs> any other preacher. Certain things Paul knew that we didn't, we don't know. So, read that verse again, verse 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When they heard this, faith comes by hearing. When they heard the word of God, they acted on God's word, and they got rebaptized. This is the doctrine of baptisms being baptized in the name of Jesus completely going down in the water in the name of Jesus John tried to forbid Jesus from being baptized you have people today that will try to forbid you from being baptized they'll say it doesn't mean anything move over to Acts the 10th chapter 
uh, started versibly 44. We'll find now Peter. He is preaching at the house of Gentiles, a man by the name of Cornelius. God led him there through a vision. Led Peter down to Cornelius's house, and God led <laughs> Cornelius's servants to Peter. Through a vision. Go ahead, Mel. While Peter yet spake these words. Now he's preaching. Faith comes by hearing. And he was speaking words and they heard him. And they believed in their hearts. And God stepped in. And poured out his spirit just as he said he would in the book of Joel. Go ahead, Mel. Again, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. Now they they received the Holy Ghost. But they had not been baptized in water. Pick up verse 47. Can any man forbid water? Can any man forbid water? We found John tried to do that. He tried to forbid water. And Jesus told him no. And so here we are again with the question, can anybody forbid the water and say we should not be baptized in the name of Jesus? He said, "For any, can any man forbid water? Mm -hmm. That these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Can anyone forbid? Mm-hmm. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. This was a command. For them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And we know the Lord's name is Jesus. We say it all the time. He's my Lord and Savior. We know his name is Jesus. So we are to be baptized in the name of Jesus. This is the foundation of the doctrine of Christ. This is the foundation. This is where it starts. This isn't where it ends. This is only where it starts. Being baptized in the name of Jesus. And we'll go to chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Because Peter will tell us why we need to be baptized. Why? No one should forbid water. He'll tell us plainly in Acts chapter 2. So, if you've ever wondered what baptism is actually for, he'll tell us. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. There it is. Peter said, repent. We talked about repentance from dead works. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Or, now this is what baptism is for. 
you're being baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. That's why Paul went down to Ephesus and when he found out they had not been baptized, he recognized their sins would not be forgiven if they died in that same condition. He recognized that. So when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. When they heard that, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So who out there will have the same heart that those people had in Ephesus when they hear the word of God? They'll be pricked in their heart to be baptized in Jesus name. That makes the difference. Doing it in Jesus name. They were baptized in Jesus name. So Peter said repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness. That's all remission is. It's gone. It's removed. We know when people go through different diseases and they say the disease is in remission. It's gone. It's not there. It's no longer working against the person. It's in remission. And that's what baptism does for our sins. It causes our sins to be gone. Invalid. Non-existent. Having no effect on us. And I know that's what I want my sins to be removed. Now, this doesn't mean every time you sin, after you get baptized, you need to go and get baptized again. That's not what it means. Baptism, if you do it correctly, only has to be done once. If you do it correctly. If you've done it the wrong way, 10,000 times, you need to do it 10,001 times. If you do it the right way that last time, it's about doing it in the name of Jesus. We better pick up Matthew 28, 19 while we're here, because I know somebody out there has been baptized. According to Matthew 28, 19, quoting the exact phrase, but that's not going to be enough. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations. Hold on. Let's go back up to the 16th verse. Because I want to show who Jesus was talking to. Then the 11 disciples. Now, now he's talking to the 11 disciples. Uh-huh. Went away into Galilee. Mm-hmm. Into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Now, this was an appointed meeting between Jesus and the 11. We were not invited to this meeting. We didn't have the privilege to be in this meeting. This was a members only club. We could not be there. So. He met with the 11. Now, for some reason, (laughs) people who were not invited to this meeting, we still try to say we have a membership. We still say we were a part of this club. We were not. We still say we know what he meant. We do not. 
This was a private. <laughs> this was a private meeting here. No amount of money in the world could get you in this meeting. So he appointed the 11 and he met them there. And this is what happened. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. Some still trying to figure out, was that really even him? Because this is after he was resurrected. They had never seen anybody do this. Watching them bleed to death, cry, tears coming from his eyes, blood, sweat, and tears. They watched him up until his final seconds, and he died. And they watched him be carried away to the tomb, and a stone be rolled in front of the tomb. And he stayed there for three days, and all of a sudden, <laughs> he comes back. As if nothing ever happened to him. Some of them had doubt in their heart. It was just too hard to even believe. But this meeting was to those who were invited. Go ahead, Mela. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The man had all power. He can do whatever he wanted. And he still has that power today. He lives. And I thank God he does. Go ahead, Mel. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Now, this statement was written to those people who were at this meeting. This was a statement we found given to the people at the meeting, the 11. He told them to go ye therefore for this reason. Because he had all power, he said, this is what I want you to do. He had the authority to send them out. He said, teach everyone this doctrine. Teach them the foundations of the doctrine of Christ. Don't have respect of persons. Teach all people, all nations. And then I want you to do this. Uh-huh baptizing them in the name of the father baptize them in the name of the father now there's only one name only one name there is no s on name we found an s on baptisms there is no s on name there's one name so what is the name of the father don't tell me father is the name because if it is I want to know what your father's name is and I know you will not tell me my father's name is father you will not tell me his birth certificate is invalid when they sign your check every week if you say I get a direct deposit it better be someone's name on that bank account because father will not be sufficient Go ahead, Mel. And of the son. Now there's a name for the son. And son is not his name. There is one name. There's only one name. But what is the name? We know who the name of the son is. We know that's Jesus. 
We just don't understand who the name of the Father is and the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, Melvin. And of the Holy Ghost. There's only one name. So, Jesus told them, and I'm not going to go to all the scriptures, but he told them, I want you to go and baptize in the name. He told them to go and baptize. So go back to Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 again. 37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles. Now look at who they asked this question Peter had finished preaching and the people after hearing the word of God they were pricked in their hearts and they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles that's the eleven they asked the eleven that's the same people who were at the divine meeting that's the same 11 who Jesus told them go and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost that's the same 11 so now the people asked the 11 what they ask a mother what shall we do they said men and brethren what shall we do what do we need to do Jesus had already told the 11 what to do. He told them to teach them God's word and baptize them. Pick up 38. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. He said, be baptized. I want you to get baptized. And how did he say do it? Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now that's the name. If you want to know the name of the father, he just told you. If you want to know the name of the Holy Ghost, he just told you. If you want to know the name of the Son, he told you. That's the name of Jesus. There is no other name. You know, if the Bible tells us there is no other name under the Son, if there is no greater name than Jesus, then it sounds like if the Father is someone separate someone with a completely different name sounds like he's going to be upset because Jesus' name is greater than the Father's. Sounds like the Holy Ghost would be upset if Jesus' name is greater than the name for the Holy Ghost. Somebody's going to be upset, but there was no confusion because Jesus is the Father. He is the Holy Ghost. He is. Philip was wondering that same thing. He said, show us the father and it'll suffice us. He said, have I not been so long time with you? He said, I'm already with you. You're looking at the father right here. He said, have I, have I been so long time with you and you still have not known me? He said, I'm right here. He is the father. So 
if I said all that to say this, if you have been baptized and the preacher merely said, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, you got to go back and do it again, just as they did in Acts 19, because he never once called a name. Father is not a name. We didn't see Peter say that same thing here. He didn't say, be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy. He didn't say that. He called the name. He actually made reference to the name. Because Father is no name. That's what you call your dad. But Father is no name. Your father's name is Bob. Or Joe. Or Tom. Or Larry. Or whatever his actual name is. Father's not his name. So. We must get an understanding. With all thy getting. Please get an understanding. Let's take the advice of the 11. This is the way they baptized. So if the way they did it. Was good enough back then. The way they did it is good enough now. Because they were taught face to face. By Jesus. I was not. No preacher today was. They were taught face to face by Jesus. Slept with him. Seen him calm the wind and the sea. Seen him raise Lazarus from the dead. Seen him open the blind eyes. Seen him open the ears of people who couldn't hear. Seen him make food appear. Make food uh, (laughs) multiply where it never should have worked. They've seen these miracles. They've seen it. They've seen him be slaughtered as a sheep before her shears. He didn't open his mouth. He didn't complain the way we do. They seen this. And after they seen all that, they seen him be risen again and truly show that all power was in his hands. He truly showed that he was the father. By raising himself up, he said, if you destroy this temple. He said, in three days, I'll build it up again. He showed that. He showed us who he truly was. And then after that, he said, the comforter will come unto you. Another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. He said, I will come to you. He said he wouldn't leave us. He said, I will come unto you. He is the comforter. He is the Holy Ghost. We find in the book of Revelations. He said he is the alpha. That's the first. The father is the first. He said he is the omega. That's the last. The Holy Ghost was the last. He is father, son, Holy Ghost. He is Jesus. You know, I want to get that. I want to get this last thing. That's what he told Paul in the ninth chapter. Pick up Acts 9 and let's start at verse 3. Paul did not know who Jesus was. 
He didn't. He had no clue. So Paul was having Christians persecuted, beaten and killed, thrown in jail. But God was about to change everything in Paul's life. Acts chapter nine and verse three. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. Suddenly a light from heaven. Jesus said he is the light of the world. He is the light. So where he was, there was nothing but light. Go ahead, Melvin. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Now this is red letters. Jesus calling down from heaven. We hadn't seen red letters calling down from heaven. But we do now. Because it is now revealed who it is. Jesus wasn't standing there. Jesus was long gone. By the time Paul began persecuting Christians, Jesus was long gone. Go ahead. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. Now that settles it. That settles it. He called down from heaven. That's the name of the Lord. This is the name of God. There is no other name because we only have one God. There is no other name because there is no other God. The only wise God. This is the name. Paul said, who art thou? Lord, what is your name? What is your name? He said, I am Jesus. So if we're trying to figure out how to be baptized, we should be baptized in the name of Jesus. Because every knee has to bow to that name. Every tongue has to confess. That Jesus is Lord to the glory of God, the father. He is the Lord. And the devil knows it. <laughs> So we're wrapping it up for tonight. At least I am. <laughs> so uh, once again, I truly appreciate you guys. As always, I see Sister Rosie has commented. Praise the Lord, Sister Rosie. Praise him. Thank you for tuning in with us. Uh, we always enjoy you guys uh, just spending this time. Those who will listen to it now, those who will listen to it later. Um, though the podcast listeners, wherever you may be, uh, we definitely appreciate you. Um, and we want to encourage you through whatever time it is that you will continue pressing on, pressing forward toward the mark, pressing forward toward the calling of God, toward the calling that God has on your life, because God wants to do some great things with his people. He wants to. And my prayer is that you allow him to use you. He's not going to force you. He's not going to beg you either. But I pray that you allow God to do something magnificent in your life. 
And so I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin because I'm <laughs> I'm about to start talking for the rest of the night if I keep going. Uh, but I, I thank you guys. I truly thank you guys. At this time, back over to Melvin. <laughs> and with with this this topic of baptism, there's so much that can be said. There is so much misconception around baptism. Um, what is actually for? And how to actually carry it out. As we read earlier, Jesus came up straightway out of the water. So he was fully submerged under there. He, the um, John didn't scoop some water in his hand and, and pour it on his head. He didn't sprinkle him. He, he pulled him down under the water. And he came back up out of the water. And that is the same way that we should be doing it today. The same way that people got saved in the Bible should be the same way we get saved today. And in the 19th chapter of the book of Acts, Paul asked them two questions. Do you have the Holy Ghost? They said they hadn't heard of it. Then he said, well, have you been baptized? If so, how were you baptized? And that those are the same two questions that our pastor should be asking us today. If he is a true pastor sent from God, he should be asking those two questions. Because that is the foundation of the gospel. That's only the beginning. So once we do those two things, we have to keep going on to perfection, to the apostles' doctrine. Because it is so important. Um, back on misconceptions, Matthew 28 and 19. He says, go baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, those are only titles. And in an example I love to use, I think I got it from Tony here. <laughs> I, I am a son. I'm not a father. I'm not a father yet, but I'm a son. I'm a brother. I'm a nephew. I'm even an uncle. So if my sister told my nephew to go put something in layaway, just using it as an example, and she say, go put that in layaway for your uncle. And then he goes to the store and gets the item and put it in layaway. And they ask him, who are you putting this in layaway for? And he says, uncle, they're going to look at him crazy. If he says, brother, <laughs> they're going to look at him crazy. If he says, son, they're going to look at him crazy. They need the name. And that's the same thing that God requires, the name. And as Tony hit on it earlier, Jesus said, I'm the Alpha and Omega. We already know he's the son. He's the beginning and the end. He was talking to a group of people. And they said, how does he know about Abraham? <laughs> Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. And we all know what God said to Moses in the burning bush. He said, I am that I am. So there is no question. Jesus says, I, he said, I come in my father's name. And then he also said, I will send the Holy Ghost in my name. He talked to Philip. He said, if you've seen if you've seen me, you've seen the father. I and my father are one. It's the same person, just different titles. But that's the name that we should be baptized in. It's all right if you haven't gotten baptized the, correctly the first time. You can go back and do it again. I was rebaptized. I got baptized when I was 11. I didn't know what, what it was for. You know, I... It was a typical, do you believe that Jesus died and he rose again? And do you accept him into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior? I said, yes. You know, and that's how we think that we get saved today. 
<laughs> but it's not as more to it. I don't remember what the preacher said when he baptized me. So I had to go back a little over two years ago, two and a half years ago, I think. And I had to do it again. I had to be sure. That's what those disciples or followers did in the 19th chapter of the book of Acts. They had to do it again because that's how important it was. A lot of people say, what good is me getting into a pool of water that they got out the faucet? Because they're looking at it from the natural. And that's where we mess up as human beings. We, we lean to our own understanding when God told us not to do that. Because if you're looking at it naturally, it doesn't make sense. But when you're looking at it spiritually, it makes all the sense in the world. So I see that we don't have any further comments. So I'm going to leave it right there before I go on and talk for a long time, especially on this subject, because we cannot stress enough how important baptism and getting the gift of the Holy Ghost, as Tony said, we'll cover that next week on Thanksgiving. Lord willing, um, we, we'll cover that next week. They're both important all throughout the scripture, especially in the New Testament. You hear those same two things coming up, baptism in the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. So if you have not been baptized in Jesus name, if you have not gotten the precious gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. That is the starting point. To go on unto perfection, unto the apostles doctrine. Unto salvation, that is definitely the, the starting point point right there so i'm going to end it there uh we thank you guys for tuning in as i always like to mention we do have bible studies on zoom every monday and wednesday for our podcast listeners the meeting link will be in the podcast description so you can click on that link on mondays and wednesdays at 7 p.m central standard time and we will be there if it is god's will so i'm going to wrap it up there as i always like to say rejoice in the lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies counted all joy counted all joy counted all joy there is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm and we'll see you guys next thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of god and since it is thanksgiving it will be pre-recorded so we won't be able to respond to the comments live but I might be watching it so I can respond or Tony can respond to. So we'll see you guys then. And we hope you guys have a safe and blessed weekend. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners here along with Minister Tony Banks who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.